What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge. I, of course, am the coach. We are powered by Sportsline. You asked for it, and now you're going to get it. As this brand continues to expand, we've got so many different shows underneath the Early Edge brand. This, your NFL Futures episode. And I got to tell you, this is the kind of the, the, the kind of betting that you do a lot for fun. You do value bets. You do long, long shot bets because you're going to have your money locked up for the next seven to eight months until the NFL season is over. But if you're disciplined, you have money management, you will enjoy rooting for these plays throughout the entire season. I can promise you that. So there's only one man that can properly do this episode justice. So let's bring in the star of the show the managing editor for Sportsline. He's the head of CBS Fantasy, and he is a man that always matches my energy level, Mr. R.J. White. R.J., how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing, Coach? I'm trying to bring my energy up because I know you always pick on me about being low, en- <laughs> low energy and very stoic and, and everything. So I want to bring the energy today. I love it. And you know I love you. You know that. You're one of my favorites. I just love how you do everybody's different at the early edge, which is what makes this show and brand so good. So I know I pick on you, but it's all out of love. Speaking of love, there's a lot of people that you had love you over the last couple of years with your NFL picks. And everybody said, where's RJ? Where's our futures episode? So we have to deliver. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's get into it. All right. First, I want to tackle three plays. Give me three plays of win totals next season that you like. And by the way, we should uh, emphasize it's now a 17-game schedule instead of 16. That's a big difference. What do you got for me? So when I'm looking at win totals, I typically look to the unders. And the reason that is, is people love to bet overs. So the market gets a little bit out of whack with the overs to where if you add up all the win totals, you know, in the past, it's been 256 wins is the max you could have on the schedule. 16 games, 16 wins every week, you know, for, for out of the 32, you get to 256. But if you look at the board and add up all the numbers, there ends up being like 262, 263 wins on the board. So if you just play unders, you're, you're the things you like under as opposed to over, you're getting a little bit more value there. It's a little bit tougher to win long-term for the overs. So I look to unders. I have three unders for you. My first is Washington at under eight, uh, plus 115. There were five and one with Alex Smith, at quarterback, and two and eight with Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen. I know we think Ryan Fatcher... Fitzpatrick is more Alex Smith than uh, than those other guys. There's a reason he spent his career as a journeyman quarterback. He started at least eight games, 10 times in his career. He's finished with a winning record just once in that stretch. So last year he was four and three with the Dolphins. At 39, I'm not sure how much he has left, how much we can expect a huge year from him. And Washington just barely edged out Philly for the second lowest point total in the NFC on offense. And it took an awful division to get to seven and nine last year, including the Eagles tanking that last game to get, get a better pick. <laughs> so Washington got seven wins kind of very fortunately. It was like the best case scenario. Now you got to get there. I got to get to nine with the extra, even with the extra game in, on the schedule, that's an extra win there. And right. the Cowboys are going to be held this year. So Washington also has a brutal and home non-conference schedule because they won the division. They have to go at Buffalo as their 17th game. And then uh, their non-conference home schedule, they've got the Chiefs, Bucks, Saints, Seahawks, and Chargers. I think at worst, we're pushing with an 8-9 season here. Um, but I think they're going to come under and getting plus money there is really good. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's hearing that 8-9, it feels weird. But I'm sure it's going to be normal. It feels weird. Uh, what do you like on the Jets? 
Jets, I have under six uh, at plus 110. I think Robert Sala is going to come in and give the defense a boost. I really like him as a coach. I don't think we can expect much in year one from this team, though, with a Zach Wilson-led offense. They obviously got rid of Sam Darnold. They're turning over the reins to Wilson right away. But part of his drawbacks as a prospect was a poor decision-making process on the field at times when the play breaks down. And with him getting thrown into the fire immediately, he doesn't have that opportunity to learn like a Patrick Mahomes did while sitting behind a veteran. I think we're going to see some growing pains there, and it's going to be a rough start to the season for the Jets. So I see about five wins on the schedule for them. I could see anywhere from a two in, in uh, you know two win season to a six win season on the high end if things come together for him in the second half because they do have teams like Eagles and Jaguars at home in December so maybe they can get some wins there but I don't think they're getting up to seven seven wins in a seven and ten season so I like them under at plus one ten and you also have to factor in because I worked in New York uh, for a couple of years in the media they are brutal on you and and if you start losing. I don't care if you're a rookie or if you're a veteran, it's very, very difficult to play in that New York city uh, market, especially uh, in football. Uh, All right. What about the Detroit lions? Matthew Stafford, he's gone. What do you like here? Yeah, under five wins here. It started out as plus money on the under. Now it's down to minus 110 as people are piling on the under a little bit. 15 NFC teams have a win total of at least seven, and the Lions are at five, a full two wins back. Everybody expects this to be the worst team in the conference, and it's because they got rid of Stafford. They got rid of the things that made the offense very you know, successful with the, the solid pass catchers. So sometimes you can find value plays playing overs on these bottom of the barrel teams because they just need to go a little bit better than expected to get there. I don't see it here. I mean, they're clearly in a multi-year rebuild. I don't think anybody's going to be judged on what happens this year in Detroit. The defense was already 32nd in the NFL on points allowed, and then they spent their first round pick on the offensive line, which was a good pick. But um, I don't expect that defense to be much better here. So they also play their first home divisional game on Thanksgiving. So you hope to win those home division games, but they're going to be out of the playoffs, I think, by that point anyway. So I don't know that they're going to have a ton of incentive to win and push hard. So expect them to be on the road with the number one pick all year, making under, under five wins a pretty easy cash for us. There is no, there's nothing worse than trying to root for a bad team to win football games. Like, I got to win two games in the last four weeks. That's the worst. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to play on bad teams long term. Now, let's switch gears here, RJ. And let's go to division winners, conference winners, Super Bowl winners. I know you found two uh, numbers that you like, value plays that are going to return a nice number. Tell me what you like with the Saints. Yeah, so I went negative on the win totals. I think it's easier to win, like I said, on the unders if you're playing the win total market. And this is where I look for my positive plays. So Saints plus 105 to make the playoffs. I think that's good. 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think that's a good value. Um, Their futures odds are far lower than usual after Drew Brees retired, which suggests that he's the primary reason for their success. That was definitely true during his prime, you know, during the early 2010s and and when he was, you know, just throwing it all over the place. But his backups are 8-1 and as starters over the last two years. The defense has turned into one of the top units in the league. They were fifth in points allowed last year they were second in dvoa which football outsiders stat the football outsiders doesn't advance statistic and that's a big reason why new orleans finished number one overall in dvoa uh, was because that defense played played its butts off i think if uh, sean an offensive whiz and everybody gives him the credit of being an offensive genius mm-hmm. he should be able to make this team competitive with mr Taysom at, at quarterback i think they're great values in all future markets i do think they're over of nine and a half you can get a heavy plus juice there plus 145 at william hill i like that too um, but if we're looking at making the playoffs plus 105, it seems like they're going to get at least a wild card and they could even win the division. I mean, the Bucks that weren't like amazing until the playoff run, you know, they, they were a, a wild card team going into that. And the Saints pretty handily won that division. So um, I like that plus 105 to make the playoffs and then sprinkle a little to win the Super Bowl. It's easy to forget that the Bucks weren't a dominant team until the playoffs, because that's all we remember is what they did on the road in the playoffs. Now, Drew Brees is gone in New Orleans, but 
The Steelers and Big Ben worked out a deal. He will play at least one more season. He did not look great last year, but he's still better than an average quarterback. What are you seeing with the Steelers this year? Yeah, they're seen as a team in decline due largely to Roethlisberger and how he looked last year. And it turned into a dink and dunk offense where instead of pushing the ball downfield, it was a lot of dink and dunk. He had 33 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. So it's not like he was bad. He's not getting to the level of of some of these bad quarterbacks that are playing in the league. And this team hasn't had a losing record since 2003 when he, he entered the league in 2004. Mm-hmm. And they returned one of the top defenses in football, one of the top coaches in football with Mike Tomlin, who's always you know had a winner there. Uh, so when making positive plays, I like to look for continuity like that at quarterback, at head coach, on, off, on the offense offensive line, even though that doesn't, it's not the case here because they lost some players on the offensive line. I still trust them more than a team like the Patriots. Uh, we're giving the Patriots the benefit of the doubt as well at plus 125 to make the playoffs and 30 to one to win the Super Bowl. Steelers are plus 150 to make the playoffs, 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. I think their pieces are a little bit better in place and that makes them a better value on both of those picks. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but at 40 to one, I like that play. These are, l- l- let's just emphasize too, because these are, when you do futures, especially when you do 41, you, it's people forget that sports betting should be and it is fun it's not about making money all the time it's about having fun rooting for some things and hitting something that has value that v word that we talk about all the time with that being said let's get into some individual awards that if they hit could be really really nice talk to me about Devonte smith yeah, speaking of value, I had Patrick Mahomes to an MVP at 55 to one on the pick six podcast a couple of years ago when he was just taking over that starting job. And you see, yeah. you know, a, a, a Kansas City quarterback with Andy Reid has taken over a job and nobody was talking about him. Like all the elements were there for him to, if he had any talent at all to have a run at the MVP. And it was fun rooting for him that season, knowing you have that 55 to one ticket in your pocket. So I know a lot of people said, hey, I was so glad to be along on that ride, you know, playing 55 to one. So these are a few plays like that in these individual awards. Devontae Smith is 16 to one to win offensive rookie of the year. Trevor Lawrence is rightly the favorite in the 250, 300 range. He's going to get a ton of focus all year, but I don't think Jacksonville wins a ton of games. They're not going to be a great mm-hmm. team. I like Smith as a value play at 16 to one. He clearly should be the number one option with the Eagles and they desperately need a number one option at receiver. Alshon Jeffrey had been that in the past. He fell off the last few years. They haven't really replaced. They, they, they target the tight ends more than anything else. But I think he's going to get the opportunities to win in open space as team defenses have to respect Hertz's rushing ability. It's going to open up the field for Devontae Smith. So I think he's going to break some long plays, turn some heads. And if the Eagles can get to that eight, nine, 10 win range, you know, around 500, he's going to be seen as a guy that did a lot of that. So if you want to play one of the quarterbacks, I think Trey Lance offers some value at plus 650. He'll take over that offense before long. And just like with the Mahomes thing, you know, Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, offensive system with the quarterback, you got to love that. But hopefully he can stay on the bench most of the year. People forget about him. And then next year we play him as MVP at 60 to one or 70 to one or whatever the odds are going to be. (laughs) You said something that was very, very key. You said it's fun to play together, and that's what we're trying to create at Sportsline and with the Early Edge and all of our other incredible podcasts and shows is playing together and having that fun uh, together, embracing the losing together, but gosh, doing it together. So talk to me about defensive rookie of the year and a name that you like with some value. Yeah, Odafe Owe. You might see him listed as Jason Owe. That's what he went by in college. His middle name is Jason. He's been planning to go by his first name in the pros. He's a bit buried in the defensive rookie of the year odds, but you have to love his situation. He's going to a Baltimore defense that's always been a top level unit in the last several years. Uh, they were number two in scoring defense last year. He should get the opportunity to help right away with Matt Judon out the door. So he should get the pass rushing ability. He didn't have any sacks in college last year. So that, that'll be some drawback with people looking. Maybe we shouldn't play him, but he's going to have that opportunity in this, this system because offensive line 
Lions aren't going to be able to key on him with that talent on the Baltimore D-line. So I think he's right for a few big games. That'll put him on the radar for award voters. Gets a couple two-sack games, one-and-a-half sack games here, forced fumble here and there. And if the Ravens are excellent again on defense, like, like I think they will be, um, that momentum is going to be there to reward some members of that defense if they're winning the division. They're, the, they're heavy favorites in the division. They're like 12, 13-win team. People are going to look at him and say, well, he had eight or nine sacks, a couple games that I remember. The award voters are going to start voting for him. So I like him as a play of 30 to 1. Even though technically wins and losses should not matter in individual awards, we all know that they do. You're not going to see a defensive player of the year on a 1 of 15 team that allows 30 points a game. It absolutely matters. All right. You mentioned the 55 to 1 ticket that you cashed a couple of years ago with my guy, number 15 in your program, Patrick Mahomes, this year. Give me a name that I can root for that maybe nobody's thinking about, but has the talent level and showed up a little bit last year. And I think I love the name that you're getting ready to throw out. Go ahead. 50 to one Joe Burrow. He's clearly the guy that has the, the, the Mahomes uh, profile for this year. Second year player. Mahomes is a deserved favorite, but I can see backing guys also like Lamar Jackson, 13 to one Dak Prescott, 18 to one. Those are medium level plays if you want to play them. But I like Burrow at 50 to one as a nice lottery ticket. Um, you know, he's a second year quarterback ready to make the leap. Have that play to Mahomes that played Lamar Jackson when he won the MVP. Um, since he gave him a major number one weapon in Jamar Chase that he's familiar with, Zach Taylor is going to be under a lot of pressure to make this offense look good. It's year three under Zach Taylor. He hasn't looked good the first two years. Seed is going to be hot if if he if it's another you know uh, struggling through the 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 season type of uh, you know season for the offense. So um, I think he's going to put together something for this dangerous group of weapons. And Aubrey has to do is stay healthy. At the end of the year, if he's playing 17 games, he's had a uh, the end of last year, plus a full off season to up his, uh, his level of um, understanding in the offense to, to study it and get that kind of like, you know, a graduate level experience that Mahomes got to happen his first year as a rookie before he got under the, the under the center. So I can see him putting up big numbers here. If he can stay on the field, it's just key. Can Cincy protect him? So you're playing basically his health. And I think he's going to be in the running at 50 to one if he stays healthy. And to put some numbers on it, because sometimes people don't always multiply it. If you just throw 50 bucks, Put the ticket in a drawer. Forget about it. And he wins. You're going to cash that thing for $2,500 on a $50 bet. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Now, <clears throat> he's giving you everything. He also gave you a ton of extra names if you're really listening to the show that have other values. So we're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap for my man, RJ White. Win totals. Washington under eight. Jets under six and the Lions under five team futures. We're going to go Saints plus 105 to make the playoffs. They're also 25 to one to win the Super Bowl. If you want to sprinkle a little bit for fun, Steelers plus 150 to make the playoffs. Big Ben is coming back for at least one more season. And then some value individual plays. Devontae Smith, offensive rookie of the year. Odafe, uh, defensive rookie of the year. And then Joe Burrow, sprinkle a little bit for fun to win the MVP. He's got the talent. Will his team back him, protect him, and win football games? And, of course, follow my man, R.G. White, on social media as he's got you covered at Sportsline, Fantasy, anything NFL. I love this guy. Here we go. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these NFL tickets next January straight to the pay window for R.J. White, for the jeweler who puts it all together here at the Early Edge. I am the coach. You asked for it. We'll give it to you. This is the only place for your NFL futures. Early edge. Good luck.